AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All across the USC, Compton, Watts, Bay to LA, from on the California, from valley to valley, we represent that killer county. So if you're keeping it real on your side of your town, you tune in to Gangster Chronicles. Gangster Chronicles, we gon' tell you how it goes. Will grow like Pinocchio. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Gangsta Chronicles, this is not your average show. You're now tuned into the real MCA, Big James, and Big Stale. Strictly from the streets. Hello. We represent the James. Welcome to the Gangsta Chronicles Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Black Effect Podcast Network. Make sure you download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangsta Chronicles. For my Apple users, hit the purple mic on your front screen, subscribe to the Gangsta Chronicles, and leave a five-star rating and comment. Broadcasting live from the world-famous Coin Academy, it's another episode of the Gangsta Chronicles show, and I'm your host, Big Steel, along with... Gia. Tonight, we have a gentleman uh, I've been trying to get on the show probably for the past two years. He just would never talk. When I tell you... 
it, so I describe me, it's almost like, you know how Muhammad Ali was just a cool ass motherfucker? How uh, certain people is just cool, like, you know, like Denzel Washington, a cool motherfucker. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, just certain motherfuckers, you know, just gonna be cool. This is like him. This dude always got a fucking smile on his face. And he always got some kind of new venture going. And what makes it so dope, he could have a whole bunch of excuses now. He probably doing better than everybody I know right now, for real. The businessman, entrepreneur, he's a motherfucking mogul. I'd like to welcome my boy, Micah. Man, appreciate the, the awesome words, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're an inspirational brother, man. I don't just let, man, we don't just let anybody just come sit down with us, dog. You gotta be. And my thing is this, you don't have to necessarily be the most famous motherfucker in the world. You just gotta be interesting, though. Dig that. Uh, you can't be a normal, just a human being walking around. I, I would definitely say you an exception. Y'all a gang of silly motherfuckers that's interesting and shit with the silly Oh yeah, we, we let right. their ass come too. <laughs> we try to focus, we try to focus on, uh, on, on, you know, on, on grown up, on grown up men, and especially from our side of the tracks, you know, who've, who've had a little run-ins with the street life or the rap street life or the gang bang life or whatever, and you know, this is what our show is, is about, you know, trying to uh, shine that light on uh, motherfuckers who can come from them them fucked up, you know, uh, they always cast us to be uh, them them dangerous walks of life or the menace to societies or, you know, my, when my boy uh, Big Daddy Kane, you saw, you know, he would grow up to be nothing but a hoolum, you know. That's kind of the maybe in jail or something yeah, to shoot him. That's you know the kind of that's kind of definition they tag on us from the beginning. So we like to shine light on, uh, like you said in the beginning. I want to focus on just the famous rap nigga or none shit like oh, that. No. Uh, we like to just focus on positivity from real niggas. Period. You feel me? So. Exactly. And I think that's always been my thing, bro. Me coming where I come from, you've been back to Cleveland before. Yeah. Brian from Cleveland too. Cleveland is a fucked up city. It's like, so I used to dream about getting out that motherfucker. I love it. I love my city, but I used to dream about getting out there. I used to say, man, and I had the most basic wishes. I used to dream, man, I, I just want to have a house without no roaches and no rats. <laughs> that was my most basic dream. I said, if I don't have no roaches, I'm on, dog. Decent. You know, Damn. If, if, I, if I don't have no roaches, because you know, you can be broke on the West Coast and poor dog, but at least y'all got this good ass weather. And y'all worst neighborhood look better than like some of our best shit. You know, you could put the Heights tag at the end of some of these houses, like Watts. Yeah. You could put Watts Heights and that'd be in Cleveland. That'd be a good neighborhood, wouldn't it, Brian? That'd be a cool neighborhood. It's getting better now, man, but I used to dream like a motherfucker, man, that just what it would feel like just to have something. Mm. Not that my parents was fucked up. They went to work every day. I applaud mother and salute my parents. I didn't have no bum ass parents, but we was in the hood, dog. Mm. Yeah, every unfortunately we are we couldn't come from them uh, silver spoon lifestyles. You see, shit we saw on Steve on TV, Ricky Schroeder and bullshit like that. You know, uh, uh, even for a normal motherfucker, it still was hard striving. You get yeah, me? Yeah, for real. But I looked at my fucking parents as as like hardworking motherfuckers, but still, nigga, we were living in Compton. So shit, it's 
You know what I'm saying? It definitely wasn't it, motivational. It, it, it was different from, you know, when you went over the motherfucking, uh, you know, maybe if the church member was having a function and shit, you got to go to their house and they living in the great part of town, you know, mm-hmm. they living in the fame. You looking around like, now this is living. You feel me? You almost get embarrassed when one of the homies come over. I remember I had one of the homies to stay like on the, in the Heights. He stayed up like in Shaker Heights. No, I, I, kind of like, I ain't had none of them homies. Yeah, it was like a little area. <laughs> I didn't have no bust-in homies. See, he had he had cousins and stuff that stayed over there, so he would come down, right? Right, right. And, man, he stayed the night over the crib one night, him and a couple of other homies, and he said, bro, I'm going to go downstairs and get something to drink. And I was just like, man, damn. I said, I got it for you. I'll get it for you. He said, no, I got it. And I was, so we racing down the stairs to go to the thing. He hit them lights on. It's like the wall start moving. He said, I'm good. stupid as fuck. He said, I'm good. Shit. Then the homie was like, homie slept on the floor. He said, man, I think something was playing on my leg. (laughs) And I said, man, that that was Ben. That was Ben. Ben, this motherfucker. You don't exactly come from from this same type of environment, right? Nah, I don't come from that type of environment, man. Uh, We were staying up in a... Not the best, but not the worst of shit. Like right. over here. So like, you was one of them Heights niggas. I was like in Highland Park. That shit ain't nothing. It was niggas and black folks yes, in Highland Park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it ain't easy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, my mom's and my people's come from Chicago, so that's the root. So you were Midwest nigga. Yeah, at heart. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And they deep. Well, grimy as a motherfucker. Oh hell yeah! Yes, right. indeed. Right now, so they come from them conditions. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And so where we were to them was awesomeness. You feel me? Oh yeah, for sure. But looking bro, like, back, yeah. it ain't wasn't that awesome. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And then we eventually moved out to Dina, <laughs> Pasadena, which is you know super beautiful. You feel me? Manicured lines and all the the underground shit is hidden. You know, suppressed. So they made that progression. It just came on up like Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, different spots in Dina are you know, you got spots in Dina that look like Watts. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got spots in Dina that look like motherfucking Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? Uh, all meshed up, real close by. Yeah, you know Dina's, what I mean? Uh, got a different dynamic going on. Yeah, they yeah. they work real hard to keep it the the Rose Parade real Rose Parade-ish. You know what I mean? So they paint the projects. They'll keep everything nice and pretty. You feel me? So uh, the roaches and shit. Nah, but I had different shit. Like you got all these trees in Dina. So you know. Nigga had to deal with rats every now and then. You feel oh, me? Sure. I'm, I'm terrified of motherfucking rats, man. Mm-hmm. A rat get in the motherfucking house and this game over, I'm ready to move. You know what I'm Hell saying? Hell yeah. Burn the whole house down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Blow that shit up. You know what I mean? But not a, not too much rough, rough conditions like that. You know, they was hustlers, man. Uh, everybody in my family is like, uh, the bad boys were dope dealers and motherfucking peas and you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And the girls were like, go to work and look all professional and shit, you know what I mean? What, which path did you lean towards? Uh, I was a nerd, man. I'm a super nerd, you feel me? I want all the accolades in Dina, you know? Niggas know me, they know me for championships, you feel me? Spelling bees, you know, uh, essay contest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that shit where they got the math, what was we doing, the tacathlon or something yeah. that we was doing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, athlete too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, street elements start to seep in. Yes, you know I was gonna ask you, man, cause you a real well-rounded dude, and you one of those dudes, man, that you so smart, you probably had to keep your ass busy and should've just kept you occupied with something at all times. So. Right, right. 
Because you seem like you can get into some mischievousness, which we gonna talk about. Yeah, I would create my own shit. I'd I get into shit. But not boring, motherfuckers was doing. So I guess the first real thing uh, me and the boys got into was like stealing shit, jacking shit. You know what I mean? We was jacking bikes. We take motherfuckers' bikes, hook them up, you know, do all that shit, slang them, you know? Then that went to cars, you feel me? Uh, the older homies with jacking cars. Now, like I said, I grew up in Harlem Park, so I was used to dealing with essays, you feel me? I wasn't uncomfortable dealing with essays, you feel me? And then at that time, um, you had niggas pushing the L gang shit, so you had to pass the Latin Kings, you feel me? That would fuck with uh, the brothers, you know what I mean? They end up, you know, uh, yeah, but uh, so fucking with them, you feel me? Uh, growing up, uh, they were jacking cars, and I would go over there with my boy Oops, and we'd learn how to uh, do the shit. You know what I mean? We'd see how they, you know, break the side off the Chevy and move the teeth down and start the car up. So like, oh shit, I, we we reverse engineer the science. Like, well, damn, how do we get to that old guy? So we go on a spree. You know, I think that first little run, we motherfucking broke into probably like fifteen cars, right? Damn. So you always tear about terrorizing. But we was messing up. We couldn't get the car on, so we just fucking they car up. Man, we get in that joint. Uh, knew how to get into different windows and cars, different little techniques, depending on what the car was or whatever. And so, uh, and that's why I ended up going for Cherokees too, because you could just pop that little uh, little diamond window it used to have. You know what I mean? Just pop that little diamond window and get up in that joint, break the little side little box off, take it off, and they got these little teeth in there, these little metal teeth. Click that boy down one time, ding, 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 you get excited, oh, we on. Need him one more time, oh, oh, oh. you feel me? And you up out of there, you know? So you had to deal with uh, that little box being broken, so you'd see a lot of times cats wrapping something up around it or taking mm -hmm. it back up, you know? Mm -hmm. And you had easier cars like uh, Toyotas, you could take them motherfuckers with scissors, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Break the scissor off, you could open the car with that joint and pop, Punch that joint right down into the uh, the ignition. Yep, the ignition, and just turn that motherfucker off. Well, I'm you know. still tripping on how you said you broke in the cars at first. I can just imagine the motherfucker coming up, go to work, be like, damn, nigga, just don't came and fucked up my old steel. I can't, I can't get this. He can be mad as a motherfucker. He didn't even take the motherfucker. He just came and tore my shit up. Was, was, was. Go was the lifestyle like, cause you you know, you, you, was a, you was a smart, articulate, you know, young kid. Yeah. What lured you? Just being in the atmosphere, the environment, my people's. No, I got. I think now, as I look back, I think I got a problem, or I had a problem. You feel me? Uh, I just like to get into things, like mm -hmm. being a live wire. You feel me? Mischievous. That's yeah, what we that, do with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He definitely seemed like yeah. one of them cats that's so smart that you just got to keep his ass occupied with something, man. You know what you're going to soccer. That's engaging me, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that was engaging, the heart racing, you know what I mean? Pulling it off, having the heart to do it, getting the car, driving, not even knowing how to drive the car. You know, first, we just started off like, man, we need to figure out how. How was you doing all this? This is like elementary school, you feel me? Damn. This is like fifth grade. Yeah, they, shit. Niggas on milk crates trying to steer. Yeah, trying to yeah. Get. And you got cracked for it, right? Jane cars? Yeah. Nah, I ain't never got caught up for nothing until like high school. Yeah, we we go get to that right here. So you go. That's your entry point is the fucking with cars fucking and shit, cars. stealing shit. I mean, a gang of cars. Mm -hmm. We talking about going in sixty seconds. Yeah, was you making some money? 
Uh, not till later. It was just for the fun of it. You feel so me? Y'all was just getting cars just to kill a lot of it. shit niggas did. You and know, then, her. then the older Growing cats. up in the hood was just. Just doing We didn't shit. know about making money. Nigga, we to drive this motherfucker right. around the park and right. show off. And right. Like that. Right. Niggas ain't thinking about no money. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I got to go home later. Uh-huh. We about to see any, nigga 12 and co- coming home with money and sh- No, you do this shit for fun. That's so what, why I said you. What's your favorite carjacking movie? They only made like four, five of them. And New Jersey Drive was the shit. And New Jersey yeah. Drive. I did a song on that soundtrack. And motherfuckers, that, that movie was was cracking. That was hard. That's a dope ass song. And that, that was kind of like, that mimicked kind of close. They were, they had a, a, a East Coast feel to it, though. But just right. like that, like we had a crew. Yeah, that was the cars. Thing. You know what I mean? Like, man, let's go get a whip. Let's go mm-hmm. get a... And I used to hang out with older people, too. So, And that's when we started learning how to make the money, when the older homies were seeing how we were... Uh, we were getting all these whips. They're like, how these little niggas pulling off more whips then? You know what I'm saying? I just had a good spot too. I like, I never went to nobody's house. Uh, your, your house is your sacred ground. I always believe you, you a fool if you go into a man's crib trying to take from him. So, you know, you got coming whatever you got coming. Mm-hmm. But when you, to me, you out in public, low key, your shit is supposed to get taken if you park at certain, certain spots. You feel me? Yeah, you if you park in your fly luxury car, all the way in the back of the theater, all in the cut, nigga, with coverings and bushes. You asking me to take this motherfucker. Yeah, Basically. In front of a restaurant or some shit. If you leaving your keys in your car and you think you got enough time to run in the store, and I'm walking by the younger version. This, we talking about the, you know, we interviewing this younger version cat right mm-hmm. now. You know, we going back in time because I've learned how to channel those energies and we could get to that later, but I learned how to channel that uh, that feeling that comes up, like you want to get into something, mm-hmm. into business and ventures. And that's why you always saying I always got a new venture, because that energy I've learned to get excited about. Like you know, uh, I break down when I go to a concert, and I enjoy any kind. You could take me to any concert, and I'll enjoy it for the whole art of the business part of it. You feel me? I'll break down the whole shit. I get invited to Cubes 3 on 3. I follow a cord all the way outside to the motherfucking uh, satellite uh, truck. Yeah. You know I'm, I'm like, damn, where's this roll? I was figuring out how to do it. Yeah. yeah just he's fig- the type of dude, you'll roll up to this motherfucker. It'll be a satellite in the parking lot the oh, next definitely. week. Now you're talking about I can go live. That's why I got this screen. I'm at that 3 on 3. We there for a whole separate for some West Comedy Jam shit. And uh, we invited out. Cube invite. R.I.P. Law. Go. We on this trip. And, uh. We down there chilling pictures on the web with all this. Dr. J, everybody out there. And I'm tripping. They fanning on some whole other stuff. I'm tripping on the logistics, the uh, the arena, the price going over here as opposed to why he went from crypto to out of whoop-de-whoop. I'm following the cords. I understand where the tables are, just like we got the media center broken down. So I'm following the cords. I'm like, well, where's these? Why is it attached here? And why is it rolling there instead of going here? So I'm following it. I'm like, damn, this is a long cable. I thought you lose after so many. I said, oh, this is a different type of cable. And oh, look at the, this, you know, and I go all the way outside to the uh, satellite truck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, I've learned to channel all that energy. You know what I mean? So, you know, not to digress, but, you know, uh, the youngster, you feel me, had it that same way. He was, uh, he would get juiced up and had nowhere to, to direct mm-hmm. it. And you're too young to even you'd be allowed to so many activities. You can't drive. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. You know what I mean? Because they expect your mind to be at a different. But if your IQ is kind of higher, 
and you already like with it you think you with it like this little person thinks he he don't see himself as this little dude i'm looking back at fifth graders i look i'm driving sometimes man i look i said ain't no way bro was that me not that little dude ain't no way ain't no way and that's probably why he got away with a lot of shit too because you probably see him walking through the parking lot like ain't no way man yeah that's, you just look, that's what i was gonna say you look real inconspicuous like oh this a cool dude he's not hurting nobody probably say, oh, right. a nice kid and he's like yeah next thing you know they whip gone i think gone 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 and so we might double back at this spot i might get two cars out the parking lot bounce we go parking like man let's go back that was that was kind of because we would time it like oh there wasn't no security around nobody you know it's just empty let's go back take another one same spot mm. you feel me it's going back to the just same part same spot the same spot burning him out yeah it was a big old like i said when you motherfucking <laughs> Cause when you got that I don't like, mind, man. You can hide a plane like, shit, man. See, I was always the big black nigga. So I, everywhere I went, people knew, oh, it was him. He was over there. He was the one over there fighting, you know? So I was always getting cut. You just looked like you was one of them hiding, plain sight, just blend in type of little kids. Yeah, man. You know, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. And they would never suspect he could be walking around the crime scene. Mm. They ain't thinking about his ass. And yeah, they ain't worried about me, you know? And uh, even at school, when I would get into stuff at school, because it would be the same way, you know, I'd be the kid that got in trouble for selling candy or, you know what I mean? Uh, you know. Well, they didn't want a nigga pushing candy. Why well, pushing well candy? what did they, what they associate that with? I used to try to push candy at school. Used to always get in trouble. Why? Why? They want the shit. It's fucking candy. Well, you know what they think is, I think, in the school. What they think? Like, nigga, you push it, like, somebody, serving what? If a kid got diabetes or something, they eat a candy bar, they might no. be liable because they could say they got a That's school. true. That's or somebody true. choke on some shit, or your ass crazy, and you never put a razor blade in the motherfucking That's thing. That's true. That's true. We ain't putting no way. We serving candy, <laughs> though. Serving candy. All that hypothetical <laughs> shit you cover. This motherfucker talking about razor blades no, and stickers and shit. White folks think hypothetical. They got some just-in-case <laughs> scenarios for your right. ass. You can't eat that next. We don't want to be liable or something like that. It ain't feel, they don't give a fuck about the They don't want to Motherfucker go ahead and spend their 25 cent on this loud later, right. on this pack that I got for 15 cent. I'm trying to serve <laughs> it for 25, right. man. Right. Let me get off. Y'all yeah. having these little weekend shit. Y'all giving the kids ice cream and shit at school. Let a nigga serve some candy. That's real. I'm trying to get my introduction. I'm, I'm trying to get my introduction going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I'm, I'm trying to get my introduction to the to the hood to the hood ways. You get me? I see the niggas out there like, okay, okay, that's all right. Let me go to the store this morning. Give me a couple of these suckers, couple packs of annihilators and shit. Won't he won't? And right. I'm breaking the motherfuckers down. Oh no, you can't get the whole pack, my nigga. You get one now later, nigga. Ten cent. Give it up. I'm, try, I'm trying to get my introduction going. Imagine if the educators had the power to uh, <laughs> witness that and harness that energy mm -hmm. and start crafting that, you know, that entrepreneurship in him early. Mm -hmm. You would have you feel me? Like had a mind. dealers and more of CEOs of corporations. Exactly. So, exactly. You smarter than everybody. You One more thing. They don't want you hustling, okay? But they get your ass out there and hustle a box again. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Right. 
and you might be impeding. I can't games. come up here right. and serve my own shit, but then every year y'all roll around and want me to take these thousand dollar bars of chocolate Absolutely. out on the block. Absolutely. Then you feeling pressured because right. if you don't sell enough, you can't go on that motherfucking trip. And you be a nigga sitting at the school. You don't want to be a nigga sitting at the class. Knowing your parents. Right. Check this out. This Family broke as a motherfucker. Ain't nobody trying to buy no five dollar chocolate bars. Now you're trying to hustle everybody in the family, the sister, the aunties. You calling up people at the church. You trying to sell these motherfucking <laughs> five dollar chocolate bars? You look like you crazy. I'm gonna tell you what I did, man. They gave me a box of candy bars to steal, and I had to steal double because I was on the football team. Well, say, say you didn't eat some of them, motherfucker. Man, I ate about like 30, 30 candy bars. <laughs> say you, you know didn't why? eat some of them, motherfucker. You try to get Bob to pay for them, like. Check this out, man. I had like a double box. I played football, so I had to raise a little $50 for my little uniform. Yeah. You know, Cleveland Public School just supporting them, motherfucker, right? So I go home and I'm like, I got a dollar, right? I don't say that. I said, I can eat one. Yeah, you, it was one you them, try that trick, nigga. That shit did not work. And there was one of them ones, dog, that had the rice crispy things in them. Caramel in that motherfucker. And I ate that. And I said, man, I give me, I just gonna eat lunch tomorrow. I ate one with the caramel, and that shit was so good. They said, you know, I don't eat like ten candy bars, dog. I don't eat like ten candy bars. I just won't eat lunch tomorrow. He done ate about five of them motherfuckers, and he looking in the envelope, the little envelope, and it got one dollar in that motherfucker. Something else I found out, right? All the bars. I found out it was a coupon on the inside of that motherfucker that you got a free cheese hamburger up at Wendy's. Yeah. Oh. You got a free hamburger at Wendy's. So I saw those. I went took my six things to Wendy's that day. Cause you know I ain't had no money. I'm trying to, I, oh, I'm smart. I'll use this. Use a, man, use before you know artist, it, man, man, my mama came in there. She said, give me them candy bars. She had some people at the church that was going to buy all of them. The shooter ate bars. the motherfucker. So I come with one. And she said, what other box that boy? And I'm like, oh, I might have left it at school. She said, quit lying, motherfucker. You ain't yeah, left no box at no school. Up. She went in the room and pulled my thing back and saw that box and the wrappers all behind the bed. She whooped my ass. Nigga beat your ass. Got my ass whooped. She had you to go take her money. Candy from the yeah, cause now she got to pay for that whole box. And she said all dollar fucking receipt, box. All that, candy. all that, all that shit. But it come on, you and your schemes. Right. Why they do that to us though? Using oh, people in their business, I guess. No, though. I don't. I just don't get that shit though, nigga. We and we already like you know struggling, starving. <laughs> they expect the nigga to go out. Who the fuck can afford to pay for a five dollar chocolate bar? The people coming out of Ralph's. And then your black ass can't go to the motherfucking <laughs> white neighborhood and sell them. Cause they gonna look at you like nigga, you done stole these motherfuckers. Right. Man, you know what? So only half thing you get twelve. Man, they used to rob niggas blind, man. What the fuck was all that bullshit? And it always went down to the motherfucking, the, to the never poor and helpless Y'all never got your CDs? Man, I, I got my, I got my motherfucking <laughs> records, but what it was, I got an ass woman for that too. I did that shit, right? And they would sing just random albums. I was smart enough to know not to do that bullshit. They would just sing <laughs> random albums. Having, you got your ass knocked. Out and I put my mama's name on that motherfucker. Remember that I big ass motherfucking phone that just sit on the table? It was big and green or yellow, nigga. You get cracked like a motherfucker. Was there. Bing, you come in here with some fucking record scabs and shit. Please, 
Nigga, I'm talking about, nigga, I used to try to run to the store for some 12 inches when rap started. Because, man, let me walk in the store with a fucking record in the house. Moms would kick your motherfucking, what the fuck you spending money on this shit for? Uh, man, you know what my mama, man, I signed up for them to my mama's name, right? I was one of them niggas. No, I, didn't I signed do, I didn't with my mama's shit. name, right? So she kept getting these um, albums in the mail. She said, what is this? What is this? I ain't one of this. This motherfucker so, ain't learned the goddamn out. thing. Mom's on the phone <laughs> arguing with the people. Knocked upside the head for the candy, and you went and did some fucking Columbia house shit too. Check this out. Mom's on the phone with the people, right? She like, I haven't ordered nothing. Do not send nothing else over here. Right. I don't order. They said, well, we have a signed thing. Yeah. My mom said, you don't got to sign nothing for me. Send it. Them people, this the mail, right? They send a, a they send a, a thing. And she just seen your squiggly ass fucking. And she's like, person. I didn't write this. My mama said, come here. It came, what was this right here? And I said, I don't know, mama. And this, Arguments. you gotta remember, this back in the day, so the shit was all big, dog. It yeah, was all like a right big there. thing, like, right? <laughs> and so my mama, man, she grabbed this thing that used Nigga. to be a strap to a purse and just wore my ass off that skin. Records yeah, was your ass ordering through, they through, just sent through Columbia man. House. She had some everything <laughs> coming over there. She had Duran Duran coming over there. <laughs> he, he, he was ordered to, he wasn't even getting no nigga records. He was just getting bored. No, they were sending you, send you the top records. You, you didn't have no order thing outside of your initial shit. They based it on your taste. And you know, I guess probably because uh -huh. I ordered some, um, Remember the shit used to go, the craft work shit? Tour de France. Yeah, the nigga. Tour de France. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. I don't order all that shit, your right? Ass. What? <laughs> so, I see why she got your ass up out of here. Told you, get your ass to Lowell Beach. This nigga calling me. He got more running up candy accounts and record fucking clearing house account. <laughs> yeah, so, so Mac. <laughs> Yeah. So you were in the middle school when this is going on, when you selling the candy and stuff, right? No, that was uh, elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah. So what was your next caper? You doing, how, how long did you fuck with the cars? Man, I don't think that ever really left me. Um, but we just went wild once we realized how to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, in junior high, I think we went wild doing that stuff. And then, you know, uh, the older dudes got kind of caught up in some big ass sting and that kind of slowed everybody down, you know, slowed the tempo down on that, you feel me? But the skill set and the thrill to just be like, uh, for me it was more um, being able to, I thought it was fascinating being able to turn this thing on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be able to like crack a safe or, cause each thing, each model was different and then each year they got like smarter and would create little different mechanisms to make it harder for you to get that joint, you know? Like the Grand Cherokee, you couldn't do it no more. That same move uh, that you did on that little wagon, you know what I mean? And uh, all the Chevys was kind of like easy work, you know? So it's just like the models and then you start wanting to learn how to do the hot wiring. You know, you want to start learning different techniques. Like uh, it started turning digital. So, you know, being able to do the capture keys, you know what I mean? And, and turn them joints on. Uh, capturing the signals for the, the garages and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, so you got advanced with it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like them niggas are walking around now with antennas and shit to yeah, right now. Where your for your fob is at. Yeah. And you get, take the signal from your fob and turn your shit on. Turn your shit right on. Mm. Turn your shit so right on. So motherfuckers, that's why motherfuckers got them 
magnets, them key cases with the magnets. Oh, they don't, shit, they don't even, yeah, you just take, you go to a car and program a key and just turn the car on. You just hook up into that joint, it's a computer, and turn that joint on. You feel me? That's crazy, so. I mean, that's sophisticated. So, you know, I don't think nobody would really be on that because there's so much tracking and stuff like that on cars now, you know? Uh, I don't know, I'm out the loop, I don't know anymore, but I would assume, I would assume that those cats would, it'd have to be like a, like they go on a 60 seconds type thing, like where it's a big order and you doing something for like one of those syndicate cats that's gonna be sending it on a freight or something, you know what I mean? That's fucked up, a nigga put your car on a boat, you never see that <laughs> motherfucker again? Never again, hell yeah. Man, you let motherfucker take it right down. It would be so crazy when I went to New Mexico State, you would always see on the news, they had a video, the police chief over there driving a stolen car, Texas plates still on it and everything. They come right over to El Paso, snatch a car, and be over there driving that motherfucker. Oh, like, ain't nobody do nothing about it. They show on tape. Live on tape, police officer in a Mexican town of, of, of water is, is driving a stolen car, still has the nerd to add the plates on there. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. 
Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me ask you a question. You believe in karma? Oh, hell yeah. How about you, eh? Definitely. So, you know, how about, uh, you seen like the Spider-Man shit, different dimensions? You believe yeah. in different dimensions? I, I believe in alternate realities, yes, Alternate I do. realities. And di- yeah. So, uh, dig this, right? We're talking about the carjacking shit. Uh, me and wifey, you know, this is a few years removed now. Me and wifey doing our thing. And uh, I get her a car for, you know, a push present for her, uh, our first, my firstborn, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Her uh, dream car was a Range Rover. So we get this Range and uh, I hook it up, like, you know, put all, you know, I'm into curating, making things look pretty. So I make yeah. this car like a work of perfection. Mm-hmm. Love this thing. It was like a root beer, purple, mm-hmm. matte freeze. Well, I can see some stuff. You you got very good taste. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And uh, I'm outside, the car outside. You feel me? And I mean, in seconds, I go outside and I don't even notice because I got so many little whips, you feel me? Don't even notice, I go into my other car, and it wasn't until I get in my Tesla and I look at the um, the armrest is broken off. I said, somebody tried to check a break into my car. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, my keys being in the in the range. Mm-hmm. And I look, I said, ow, oh, I'm gonna the range gone. So I go and rewind the tape. I mean, we talking about seconds Yeah, have elapsed. They was just up in that motherfucker and gone. And gone. But I left my key in there. So they were just they were just uh going through the cars and uh happened to notice that my car turned on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's on. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Now, of all my cars, I always got my tracker shit on. For whatever reason, call it whatever reason you want to. This one instance, I ain't got the tracking system turned on on oh, my car. Damn. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I can't even get to it. So I put a little APB out through the little 
through the streets like, man, if y'all get eyes on my prize, man, let me know so we can go repossess it and all that. But I'm thinking in my head, I was mad, I was hot, steaming. I was like, boy, they so lucky I had that, you know. I was like, oh my goodness. And uh, I said, if I would've came outside, it would've just been drama, you feel me? And I got happy, man. I, I said, you know what? That was that little, that was my, I hope that nigga has a good time. Mm. I hope that nigga has a good time in the whip. Back on you. Yeah. I said, to clear my slate, I hope that clears it up, you feel me? You know what I mean? Uh, wifey was mad for a cool minute and I was trying to explain to her, you know, that little perspective right there, you know what I mean? I was like, that was me in a different dimension. I don't want to come out and hurt me in a different, you know, yeah, yeah. A different reality, you know what I'm saying? And in my, you know what I'm saying? Over, exactly. you know, <laughs> over a whip, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got insurance. I got, I got the my the bread back for the car and all that through the insurance and all that good stuff. Oh, so they just, they, uh, they stripped that motherfucker down? We never got it back. Y'all never got the car back on. Nah, they ended up catch, getting caught up. The young KB got caught up because he had a, uh, he was, his, probably it was pot and this got greedy. You know, everybody be trying to salvage the things in the cars. It was an eye watch in there. They tried to slang the eye watch. It got them caught up. They ended up doing time over some whole other shit unrelated to the car. Mm. And then they found the car, but they had already cashed me out for the car. So they weren't going to give it back to me. Y'all oh, hit on. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, they cash you out and they going to reflip it. They going to reflip Yeah. They want to sell that motherfucker. So. so I felt like that cleared up the whole little slate, but it was just a trip how I had had to go in my mind and just feel about it. I was like, man, now, because I, I was looking on the camera at these motherfuckers, how they moving and getting down, right? And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. You know, like you said, it's usually big people behind that shit. You know what I mean? Nah, these was kids, man. This was actually young. I'm telling you, man. The well, he's look, he is. So he's, yeah, yeah. off the you. Yeah, yeah. Off the earth from, right. from Earth 15 or some shit like <laughs> Right. Hey, so you progressed on. You got the cars going. Yeah. Something about you strike me, man, that you had, that you was out there pizzying a little bit. Uh, uh. The isms always been in my uh, body, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, the, um, that just comes, uh, it's all just natural, just natural shit, man. You know what I mean? Charismatic shit, you know what I'm saying? I heard with older people, so I had older girlfriends, you know what I mean? My girlfriends were really like uh, from my class, you know what I'm saying? I might like, you know, back in the day flirt around her, but those are mostly like my homegirls. My my girls are older because I used to hang around doing older shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think I had a package in my hand. You know, I had a pound by fourth grade. You feel me? And was serving pounds of stress. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Hanging with you know older, hanging with that older crowd. You know, and uh, hooping, playing basketball. Just had me around certain crews. I just knew. Just ended up knowing a lot of motherfuckers through different weird little situations, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I would always have something that would, some weird shit that I shouldn't have had, like a whip, you know what I mean? And like, damn, what you got a whip for? Like, you'll meet OG Sky, you know, Sky been an OG around Dina for a long time. Uh, you know, I came with a, a nice whip with him, like, man, hey, I heard you uh, cash out for interiors, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I'm sure that's a trip looking again, when you look at the youngster, I'm looking at this youngster approaching me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
it's just a trip, man. It's just the natural shit that just goes on. You end up running into and meeting uh, certain people, you know. And uh, one of my homegirls was in the game uh, real early. You feel me? So, uh, you know, I got a lot of introduction uh, to that world, you know, from being around her. You feel me? Mm. Oh, she <clears throat> she asked you to go out there and manage her. No, um, she would be doing her thing, uh, and. You know, this nigga will be whooping on her. You feel me? And the homegirls will be like, hey, you know, Mac, you got to, you know, tell him this. I'm like, you know, because I'm really, you know, my lineage comes from it. Y'all can go get the book, you know, check it out, Pimp Life Part 1 and 2 by Chicago Red. You feel me? On Amazon right now. Uh, you know, and it talks about that little lineage of shit that just passed on from Chicago and, and on. You know, Chicago... The Midwest is different, man, how they uh, hustle, you know. Um, and I don't think out here in Cali, even to this day, like they, I'm sure there's some pickpocket motherfuckers, you know, catch the pickpocket. Yeah, right? I don't feel like that's a big thing out here. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, not, I, I, I couldn't speak on it. Uh, I think we had our little uh, episodes with pickpocket and all that. Probably going your pocket though. Yeah. But that was you know, that had to be probably in a different element. You know, um I don't think it would have been no neighborhood type of scenario. Up in the motherfuckers you blind. It gotta be like, you know, some kind of like you maybe you walking downtown LA or somewhere Hollywood on or some shit like that. You don't try to pickpocket a nigga at the local liquor store <laughs> no, in the neighborhood. Exactly. You feel me? No, that's and what I'm trying to say, like, though. It's like in the Midwest, they got crews. They was calling them cannons. You feel me? And so these cats would move like in crews to Jack. And they ain't, yeah, like you said, they ain't going to just go to the, the liquor store. Nigga, they going to plan it out. Like, we're going to hit the this event or that event, or, you know. I this. think I was in one of them cannons, man, when I was in Cleveland. We didn't call it that. We just all walk into, like, a, um, Lawson's or some shit like that. Remember Lawson's, Brian? It was like our 7-Eleven. We were walking that motherfucker, eight of us. Nick just grab a thing of beef jerkies off the shelf. Another nigga might grab a case of beer and the chips and just walk past the motherfucker like this. They be sitting back there looking at you like this. That's that flash mob shit. That's that's flash mob shit. I'm talking about like, like you got three people and you know, uh, one cat's job may be to, uh, you know, be talking to you. One cat's job may be to do something else. So you got a whole con going on. That's how they move. That's how they move. That's what I'm trying to say. The the uh, hustles be different out there. You know what I mean? And so when you come from the parents of these cats, you know what I'm saying? Or the like my family, it was 14 kids on my dad's side and 12 on my mom's side. You know what I mean? They, these ain't rich families. You know, these are black families in these households. And it was because of the laws that these situations even existed. So you can't even blame your people. It was illegal to get abortions, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't until Roe versus Wade that, you know, uh, motherfuckers could even do shit like that, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, if they chose to do something, they had to go to an underground doctor with doing shit with a hanger and all type of weird shit, you know? Chicks nowadays, they can just go into 7-Eleven pop a pill, you feel me? So it controls, and therefore, you know, it's different. So back then, you had these families, all these big families, you know what I mean, starving and under one roof. You know, you're going to have some of the dudes doing some underhanded shit in the community, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so in the Midwest, you got 
these cats doing all this shit and I come from these big families, so it's certain shit that just passed down. That ism was just definitely one of them things that was just passed down, you know what I mean? So you got the homegirl out there living a the fast life and that just gave you, the, the wheels start turning in your head now? No, man, I'm telling you, it was always, uh, we were, we, we were doing parties, you feel me, in high school, right? The crew, my crew, was known for having trees and throwing parties, you feel me? And I had a lot of uh, respect in the community because like I was saying, I, early on, I was doing all type of stuff and would have stuff for the older people. So when they would right. see me, they would. it was always like excitement when older cats see me. They, You know, they smiling ear to ear. Like, man, this motherfucker, this, this natter. This motherfucker got woo-woo for it. This motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? And so when I come around, it's always love, you feel me? And uh, that love would go into these parties, man. I'm throwing these parties, and I'd have these chicks at the parties, and they would be jumping, man. And the, the girls that would want to come out to these parties, you feel me, wanted to be like, at the time, uh, I'm battling with girls going wild, right? Oh, so you had, so you putting them on video camera and all that shit? Yeah, we, on the, we live on the internet, you feel so me? Y'all going wild. I'm wired up. You feel me? Uh, or we'll film. However we are doing it at the parties, wherever we was doing it, we were known for throwing these little functions. And so we'd record them and then had the footage available online. I'm streaming it. You feel me? Uh, and at that time, it's like damn near impossible to stream. Mm. You feel but you me? you figure out a way to stream. Right. Yeah I, yeah, I had encoders. I knew it's the same shit now that goes on. They just do it in the background so smooth, you don't know what's going on. They encode the, Everything's being encoded as it's happening. It's just so smooth, you don't have to have a separate encoder over here and running this over here. And you know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta have all, all these functions and boxes and transmitters and converters. Cause it's just natural shit. I could send you a video right now with us not even having no wires. Yeah, for you real. feel me? Yeah. So, uh, you know, to be able to deliver this uh, back in the day was kind of, you know, a trip, you feel me? And I'm getting views and a lot of uh, traction. Not even from local people, this from people I don't even know. Just out there in the cyberspace. So he, let me go back. These are high school girls, right? Yeah, we in high school. And, and some of them older. It's a it's a mix because I got I got older <laughs> homegirls no putting us in the mix. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, because motherfucking uh, I don't give a fuck who your motherfuckers love some crazy content. Exactly. Even starting back from then, way back, you wasn't yeah. even you wasn't even considering content. Yeah. If you a nigga in Texas somewhere. Or or motherfucking uh, Minnesota, and you like, oh, they're having a party out there, and there's some hot chicks on there. You know what I mean? And they yeah. looking at the shit, twerking and shit. It was like a so motherfucker. They, so you had the girls like getting busy and driving like it's hot and all that shit. It's just a regular party, but you know, you had your chicks to get a little uh, wild and uh, start twerking or some shit. You know what I mean? Popping their cheeks and shit. So you were really out there competing against the girls going wild, people and shit. When it comes down to uh volume and downloads and shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but I'm not monetizing that. You just out there just giving the shit I'm just out. putting the shit out. I'm just doing yeah, it. Being a young nigga, you just, just don't know what you can Don't know what you're doing, you feel me? Don't know what's going on, you know what I mean? But it's just leading to different shit, you know what I mean? One thing leads to the next. Lead to, let's talk about them little steps. What was the next phase? You know, um, so we throwing the parties, you know, we got shit rigged up, you know. Uh, and uh, so the homegirls getting whooped on, right? Uh, 
and they hollering at me to go holler at, you know, holler at this motherfucker. And I'm telling you, you can't, you know, she got to that's who she fucking with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So she basically getting in my ear, like, uh, if we go down here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll pay you. You feel me? Just make sure nobody, you know what I mean, fucks with me. And, you know, being a little activated soul, I'm like, ain't nobody going to do nothing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, I don't even have a car. Mm -hmm. the, I, I'm paying the homeboy to take me down there, so it'll be like four of it. We packed in the car, you know what I mean? Like we, and I got her ass in the car. We all packed in this motherfucker, rolling down, smoking in the back of the shit. Youngsters, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, she already knew what to do. You know what I mean? She would tell like, Nigga, we going to Sunset and Western. You know, whoa, whoa, just let me off right here. I'm gonna do what it do. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, for sure. And as all this is going on, I'm picking shit up you know, just on the fly, naturally, you know what I mean? And uh, so what happens is, you know, everybody rolling in a pack, and his home, she knew he wasn't around on the blade, but uh, his folk, his peoples saw her, and when they see her, they're like, hey, what this bitch doing out here? And, uh, you know, my nigga ain't out here. Mm. So they roll up on her, and she tripping, she called me, and uh, I hop out on these cats, and... Uh, we start exchanging words and shit, you feel me? And I'm popping my shit, you feel me? And he's popping his shit. He looked like Lil Flip at the time. He popping his shit, you know? And I'm telling him like, you know, uh, you know, it's Macca for the record. You know what I'm saying? This and that. I had a whole little theme song and all that good shit. And he's basically telling me to get my little square ass off the block. You know what I mean? Cause I came out there with the church slacks, mm -hmm. with, with the red gator belt mm -hmm. and a, a, a red silk shirt. You know, with the red uh, Stacy Adam Gator shoes, you know what I mean? And these cats is like in throwback jerseys with the chains on, you know what I mean? You know, looking like Lil Flip at the time and shit, you know what I mean? And like, get your square ass off the blade, man. You know, whoa, 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 bop, bop, man. And that, this and that. And I'm popping my shit, you know, whoa, whoa. But again, like, you know, uh, it's a car full of these motherfuckers. And uh, I guess whatever I said at the end, I don't really remember, but I remember making this nigga smile, you feel me? And so whatever our exchange was and how heated it was at first and the bucking of this and the bucking of that, you feel me? Uh, you know, I walked back to my my little uh, Honda, you feel me, with my niggas in there looking at it like wolves at what to do. And uh, he drove off in his motherfucking expedition on big-ass rims. and yeah, he probably just called his homeboy and told him that he your bitch is gone. Right, whatever he had to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but officially, I hadn't served no news, so it really was still his work, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And uh, we was out there on some faulty pretenses, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, he could have pulled up and did whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, and he would have had the right to do that, you know? But uh, we ended up playing that game for a while. We sneak out there, you know what I mean, do our thing, you know, sneak back out there. And every time, it just got me, because when you go out there, it's real street. I, it ain't, it's a blade, but it ain't like, it's everything going on out in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Every motherfucking thing. It's dope being yeah. sold. It's niggas trying to get robbed. These motherfuckers take. You know, it's everything going on out there. Nigga, it's it's going down. It's yeah. And uh, it was wild back then. We talking about sunset in 2002 or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what we talking about. Where they was still letting everything go on the Hollywood Division District. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was all type of shit. 
in here. So you hadn't, so you just rolling with homegirl, but you never served her pimp no notice? Nah, not at that time, you feel me? It wasn't until uh, after our uh, our prom or some shit like that. So you still, you, this is all high school then, huh? Yeah, this is all high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said what led up to the, well, well, for sure. to the exactly. lead up. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, let's, let's let's continue on, my man. That's this is the lead up. You feel oh, for me? Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. She uh, this is the the people I'm talking about, and so uh, by the time you know I get to like prom with it, you feel me? Uh, so I'm in the graphics academy at 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 the in my high school. You feel me? So they had the high school, then they had a separate academy in the back. It had a little focus or whatever, you know what I mean? And my my focus was graphics, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They teach you shit about the computer design, printing shit up on the, the big press, you know what I'm saying, the whole nine. And so it would go hand in hand. I'm dealing with these graphics, doing this, this whole uh, streaming shit, the party shits, I'm printing up my own flyers, you know, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole school know about our little crew, you know what I mean? I got shit on lockdown with these trees. You feel me? That's a whole nother. I mean, it's a whole lot of things. I mean, that went on and transpired that led up, that all came together at the same time. That just made it like a, a, a boiling pot for shit to just happen, man. Um, when I came up off of this one lick, and Dina, uh, I end up having a chronic now, and then my plug. There was my chronic plug was so vicious. It was an accident, but vicious accident. Uh, it was actually some white boys. I called them the F-150 boys because these niggas were in high school. They had houses out in Riverside with no furniture in the motherfucker, not River San Dimas, with no furniture in the motherfuckers. And they'd be skateboarding, coming down the steps and shit. The mom would be outside watering plants. This nigga's bedroom would, I mean, his, uh, yeah, his bedroom would be vicious with, all type of iguana tanks and, you know, bongs and shit for a kid that was like just blown away. Like these niggas just living like this. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't great li living, you know. They were probably renting the shit and doing all type of little crooked shit and they dads had the hydroponics growing in the house and all that. They living in the trap basically, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And so uh, he would have all this tree, nigga. I mean, exotic chronic. I'm talking about different options, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and I I never ran across nobody that had it like that, old or young. They just had it, you know, so many varieties at my fingertips, you know what I mean? And so I would take, I would get like a QP of this, a QP of that, and bring it back to the town, and I, the shutting down shit. I'd have different prices for shit. And then i make my bags 1.1s, and 1.2s, back at the time we had the little, you know, remember the little the weed bags? Bag. Yeah. Come on. Little baggies and shit, you know? It would be damn near bustling. You feel me? And I had a little logo on my shit. And then we set it up where, you know, because we had school police and they hated me so bad. You feel me? Uh, the motherfucker was always harassing me, man. You feel me? And so the motherfucker had to create a whole little system mm -hmm. just to sell some goddamn weed. And the motherfucker, uh, you know, had to do it like the Carters and shit. We had to put the little weed in this locker and that locker. They would bring the dogs trying to sniff out the lockers. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole shit. Uh, again, that's just that energy. You see, it was an entrepreneurial ship energy mm -hmm. that a motherfucker had at all times that just wanted to, like, oh, you trying to get me? Well, I'm going to do it like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you always think of a workaround. You know, so you would have to order the, the tree right here. We gave a cold word. The cat up there would get the thing, bring it down, so they would never catch us with nothing on us. You know what I mean? And uh, they ended up suspending me when they did finally get me. They came in the classroom, back there at the graphics academy with the dogs. 
I'm getting all type of text on the uh, the little two way at the time, the little flip mm -hmm. two way. Oh, uh, BZ, they got the dogs on campus. They got the dogs on campus. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I ain't tripping. I don't care. I know me. Shit, you know, bring the motherfuckers. And sure enough, they come right to the classroom. They come in the classroom staring at me, and they tell the teacher, we need everybody to evacuate. We're going to do a, a random search of the classroom. Why they staring at me? You know what I mean? The teacher over here and shit. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm like, you know, and everybody whispers, like, you all right, Gabby? You all right? Bad thing, you know, is the reputation, too. Your reputation means everything. Once they stain your reputation, bro, and it's important that young cats realize that it ain't cool trying to be cool. You feel me? Yeah, for real. You know, a motherfucker trying to be cool and hold the reputation of being cool really ain't cool in the long run. You know, the adults that make decisions is talking about you. Mm -hmm. uh, the kids are whispering about you to the adults. And behind motherfuckers, hey, yeah, they had a party. Oh, they do these type of things. Mm -hmm. You know, whoop, whoop, and all that type of shit. The loyalty is very low. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, the shit really wasn't cool because it was a, a bad thing. It, that reputation did, did me no good as far as pushing me further monetarily or any opportunities or anything like that. And matter of fact, a lot of the teachers, I won't say a lot because it was a lot of teachers that had compassion and love for me still to this day, but it, some of the, it made some of them motherfuckers big-time haters. And, you know, uh, haters that roll to this day, you feel me? So uh, I say that to the youngsters to say, like, even if you are getting into shit, you know, keep your motherfucking shit cool till you get your mind calibrated. Mm. It's a, a known scientific fact that, you know, uh, male teens don't get their shit right till they damn near 20 something. You feel me? Yeah, it's real. Yeah, we don't, we mature at a slow pace. A slow pace. Motherfuckers are Yeah, you know. Um, it turns into strengths if you can. If you could uh, channel that shit right. Because just like you said, we get into a lot of mischievous shit as young men. And it seems like, you know, young ladies are a little more grounded when it comes to being mature and wise. Uh, I don't, that's not for everyone, mm -hmm. but especially from, from like I say again, uh, products of the environment, man, tend to have you in, in situations where it's a disadvantage. You get me? So... And then, you know, like I said, when we young, we just, we like to do, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, as especially as a young motherfucker trying to make a name for herself or be somebody, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that curiosity is going to catch a motherfucker. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This sound like this legs, you to go to, did you go to jail? Oh yeah, I end up doing time over this shit. Yeah, I'm wilding out, you know what I'm saying? Because my energy is just... I tried to channel it. My bro and all them uh, were able to move through uh, school and stay focused through sports. You feel me? My sports would uh, always collide with this image and reputation. You feel me? Because uh, a lot of times I wasn't even doing nothing, but the reputation was so strong that, you know, it was like, nigga, it has to be this motherfucker. Right. It's got to be, ain't it? You know? And you developed that reputation, so you had yeah. a stigma around you. Yeah, I had a stigma, and then it also made me build an attitude of, like, you know, I got to get it done no matter what somebody's saying. And fuck what they talking about, I'm going to win. Mm -hmm. Still, I'm going to still win. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's how I kind of pushed through. I started learning how to make money from all the shit I was doing, and uh, it was kind of like game over, you know. Uh, once I got, I graduated, you know what I mean, uh, I graduated all type of little chains, you know, medallions and shit they give you when you get little honors. Uh, see, school was easy. If I wanted to, I could have got a 4.0, you know what I mean, all throughout school, but I just never was at the motherfucker. You know what I mean? You was always running the streets. Yeah, and then uh, 
So uh, they got this thing called the Golden State Exam, right? Uh, where they only pick like three cats out to school to go take this test. It's a math test. And uh, it's one of my biggest regrets, man. You know, So if you out there, uh, Mr. Uh, Anderson, this is for you, man. Uh, my mans was my math teacher, you know, uh, geometry, advanced math. I did trig just because I, I didn't have to take it no more. I was just bored. He told me that any motherfucker who can pass my test and not come to class got this shit down. You feel me? So he said, there's two people that should be ahead of you taking this motherfucking test. You know what I mean? Like, based on their uh, GPA and shit. But I want to nominate you to take the motherfucking test. You know what I'm saying? So that you could try to uh, bring home this award. He's like, man, if you get this, he said, it's a guarantee shoe-in to any college you want. But you believe the day of the test this nigga didn't go? He didn't go? I didn't go to the goddamn test, man. Mm. You, didn't, you didn't go? Why? Why? I forgot all about the motherfucker, man. Cause you was thinking about some other shit. Some whole other shit, man. He was mad at the motherfucker, wasn't he? He was disappointed in him. He wasn't mad. He was just like the wind was knocked out of him. You yeah, know cause I mean? he knew. He said, "Man, this nigga." He was. He was at. Yeah, he was. Eyes were big as fuck. How do? How do? How, how do you think you did? I was like, "Oh shit!" I should just lied to the nigga and just like, "Man, I think I did great." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, I totally forgot, Mister Anderson." He was like, "No way." I was like, oh, man. If you'd have won that, that could have possibly changed your whole trajectory. Bro, he was so confident in it. He wasn't even um, warming me up. So you just naturally take it. I don't even know if I, did I take trigonometry? I might have had somebody else do that shit for me. So. That nigga said I had somebody do it. You yeah, used to have no trigonometry. shit, dog. Fuck that. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You get through this whole phase, you went to high school, man. I'm trying to get to the part, so you figured out how to make money at everything, right? Yeah, I figured out how to make, make cash. We, you making money from the streaming shit now? Yep, I'm making money from the downloads, making money off of, uh, Heroes. I got a gang of little uh, bitches. You feel me? Uh, uh, every little chick. So once I figure out the little system, my mind just goes, I go crazy. Like it just locks in like a missile. And anything that comes in is either going over here or I don't want to talk to it. You feel me? It's either going over here or I don't want to talk to it. You know what I'm saying? We're either doing this or I don't even want to talk. You don't, need to, you don't even need to know me. We don't even need to conversate. So a bro won't talk it, to you, she gonna get sent. It's it got so bad, I wouldn't even talk to dudes if you weren't in the game. It's like nigga, I don't even need to talk to you because you're so square, nigga. You just gonna be, you know, you just too square for me to hang out with, nigga. I gotta get to this over here. Man. I gotta get to this over here. I don't really have no time to even be over here. I gotta get to this over here. You feel me? So when I would come out, uh, it'd be like out of a cocoon. I just emerged. You know, out of after so long of just pushing, you know, foot to the pedal. And mind you, this wasn't a long time that this ism occurs before I get cracked off, too. You know, it's just that so much was happening during high school. Mm-hmm. 
uh, that it just blended, bro. I mean, there's just so much shit that just happened. It felt like just one blend. But when you look at uh, the transcripts and the timelines and shit, they got it all wrong. It's, the whole case was all messed up, bro. It was a, it was a nightmare. Everybody lied. Uh, and I'm talking about the, uh, the people involved, police and all that shit. You feel me? Got all jumbled up just so they could create something, you know. Uh, what I am uh, definitely always remorseful about when I look back at all this shit is that we really could have, um, you know, all this shit impacted lives. You know what I'm saying? We, uh, it was so much shit that happened, bro. I'm just saying, it was just so much shit that happened. Just from us being out there, uh, my, you know, I've had homegirls get attacked. You feel me? Uh, you know, I've had to defend shit and do shit, but that don't take away from what they had to go through. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm always remorseful for the shit, like being involved, like, uh, I've lost homies uh, while on missions or whatever. I always feel bad that, you know, even though we were all in agreement to go on the mission, you feel me? Uh, the fact that you lose somebody always kind of uh, fuck with your head, you feel me? So, uh, you let, know. Let me ask you this, and I think it's a misconception, man, when you talk about pimping, man. You out there with them broads every day, and they bring you some good money. You gotta have some kind of compassion, and you gotta care about them to a certain extent. <sighs> or you didn't give a fuck about. Nah, it's not that. It's just that the game dictates that that bitch is gonna be playing games. Exactly. Or, you know, you can't. She, you know, she on bullshit. So it'll take a while before you can even trust that she ain't on bullshit for you to give a fuck. You feel me? And usually that shit don't even last that long. For you know, it's a numbers game. You're going through some shit, you might get a 60-day run, 90-day run. You know, a year run is, like, unheard of. You feel me? Two years, you know, shit, that starts to be your bitch. So these girls, it's just, like, a lot of high turnover, a lot of transient activity. Yeah, for most of the part, you know, because uh, whatever's led them to this path, you know, their nature is to be wild and to, you know, it's a crazy lifestyle, you know, when you're really talking about people that are game-related and really in the game. You feel me? They know she got the choice to bounce at any time. Mm. You feel me? She could choose this nigga walking around here to get away from you. So it ain't like she's stuck. You know what I'm saying? That bitch could say, uh, you know, or even open the door. Any nigga's ready to rescue her at any time, any trick. You feel me? Uh, so bitch got options. So you had some bras leave you because the trick said, I'm in love with you, baby, and I want to marry you. That happened to me, but I know if niggas it's happened to, you know. So we don't miss where niggas just come up here with the process. You just be pulling about your hat, don't you <laughs> still? Yeah, that's you crazy just, shit. You know, she wanna marry you and yeah, in love with you. Real life pretty woman type of shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that bitch just saw that movie and probably started thinking, No, oh, I hope I meet me a rich motherfucker one day. He rescue my ass. These niggas are on are you listening to the music now, Daddy? Oh yes, yeah, a lot of something going on. Ain't no simping. They literally tricking. They telling you, nigga, uh, nigga, I pay all these niggas, the athletes, everybody, they advertise it so their bitches know. They songs be advertisements to the whole community. Like, I'll pay you. Yeah. Well, then fuck it. Nigga. I will pay you the whatever just for a piece of ass to walk on the side of a nigga just to say that I got to fuck with you too. Yeah, I'll pay. Nah, never will be. That will be. I think the game just evolves. Nah, I man, it's the same shit, man. You know, uh, everybody still got to go to work. Somebody. Uh, Pimp ain't involved from the simp. 
That ain't, that's, that ain't happening. No. It's just that we got a gang of niggas who feel like I'm gonna beat you to it. So I'm gonna just toss it out there. It ain't those of the yesteryear of a nigga who can really got the gift of gab with that wordplay is a difference than a nigga who go, nigga, I'm a big celebrity here. Take this hundred thousand, go buy you a purse, some titties and ass, and a new pair of shoes. And yeah, man, you gotta think. They about make it too. simple. They make they make it. They they are so simple that they make it hard. For, the, for a real motherfucking nigga on just that aspect. Because what female... I, you don't want that no way, though. Like, when you ready to settle down, you don't want that bitch no way. No. That ain't the bitch you want. And then a lot of motherfuckers don't understand that once you get that title of ran through, and then you look up and you, like, you know, 40, you know, you done been around the block a couple of times, now you want a nigga to come along and be straight and real. And, and it's hard. oh, damn, wasn't... Wasn't he paying for it? Right. Wasn't he paying for it? Didn't I see you at courtside with him? Mm -hmm. Didn't I see you riding in the roads with him? Mm -hmm. I don't think people give a f You know what, man? I'm nah, if that pussy good enough, nigga don't give a fuck. I'm gonna tell you this. Mm -hmm. When I saw Kanye marry Kim Kardashian, I said, this nigga is about to marry this bro. Mm -hmm. What's gonna happen when he have kids and she look back? Not that I'm judged, you know, people do what they want to do, but we, it's not exactly like it's the fucking 60s where moms could have did something that a nigga never see it, you know what I mean? Do you realize if she didn't do what she did, she wouldn't be where she at right now? That shit catapulted her motherfucking shit that I don't know any other moves. Not say she wouldn't have made it or wouldn't have been famous, or anything, but that shit catapulted her and her family to a place and it was managed. The energy of that shit was managed very well by her mama into being something that developed into a big time billion dollar, multi-billion dollar brand. So her blowing Ray J just catapulted her, huh? Not just blowing them, they recorded it. And not just recorded it, they did it at a time where she was uh, a social elite with old girl and Ray J was, uh, had a sizable name and they got a deal with Vivid. That deal got them paid and kept their name popping in motherfucking the press. Yeah, and with that energy, they kept going. Oh, I, I ain't, check this out. They, the play they ran is the play they ran, like you said. The we trying to get a distribution deal right now. I would love VH1 to give uh, come up in this motherfucker talking about a deal. Hell yeah. So what, who, what bitch got to do what so that that can happen? And she made, <laughs> and she made a whole bunch of paper. But what happens when uh, Lil North get bigger? And he and nobody care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You going the backwards route, and don't nobody care about that shit. Mm -mm. Nobody's gonna give a fuck of what she did. Nobody's gonna mm -hmm. give a fuck. But who ain't fucking and sucking? Mm -hmm. You got a regular bitch right now fucking and sucking. Right now on tape. Nothing. <laughs> Stop playing. You got it. You got regular motherfuckers fucking and sucking for nothing. But so you always have some. Got, what, you, what? 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 Somebody's gonna be like she is and you didn't right. know that? Right. So yeah. You late, nigga. Yeah, you late. feel me? You That's late. the attitude. Right. My <laughs> attitude gonna be like, nigga, my mama worth a billion dollars. You right. Know? You're late. You late. You 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 wanna break you wanna bring up somebody, pat their mouth around somebody's balls? Right. Nigga, Motherfucker, if you don't if you don't look at my motherfucking crib outside and my, and what I ride in and who my dad is and who won't he won't, I could give a care less about 
who sucked who or what video happened 15, 20 years ago. But look how tactical it was. Right after that, who was who it? Uh, what nigga that ran? Reggie Bush? Yeah. Then when Reggie, after Reggie was hot for that year, then after that, went to... Uh, where would you go to next? Man, I, I I don't even follow the story. The the story of of is is you know it's, it's the natural pastime. But you she get elevated me? the you all get the me? time. It's the you natural pastime like baseball and hot dogs and apple pie, <laughs> nigga. Hey, who was the first producer that was producing? Um, I think he produced some stuff with Tupac. The first cat that Kim was with, she was with her. She was with this guy. Storage. Not a not not a sky storage. I have no idea. His name was Miss Ferris. Who was Miss Sky Storage? Right. But it was a it was a producer I forget his name, um, but she was messing with him because they used to go to swing clubs together. A lot of people yeah. don't know that. Like Kim K was a swinger. With I, I don't know nothing about what. I know yeah, about yeah, this yeah, yeah. You be you know about you been in Hollywood parties and shit, knowing <laughs> all that crazy was, shit. They, they were swinging and me? shit. Her and I was a swinging. nigga sitting up at the house in the back she alley, always, drinking a drinking free. a pint of E and J with the homies. <laughs> you was up at them parties doing do, more than ride broad. with them motherfucking. Uh, Each nigga elevated <laughs> was elevation from the elevation. That's all I'm trying it's to that say. That eyes wide shut type of shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Easy. So she didn't care. She was gonna do whatever she had to do. And her mama's a pimp too. That's what I'm trying to Bob's say. Is a pimp. It's all about how you want to uh, phrase it. If they want to call you a pimp, it's a derogatory term, man. You know, don't call me no pimp. I'm not a pimp. I don't even think I ever was a pimp. We're going to say that Macca was a businessman that made bad uh, moral decisions mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, reformed his thought process and, and, and goals. Doing some incredible stuff now. So, for sure. I'm going to try to, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, man. So, you wind up pretty much. Being a gentleman of leisure and a promoter. Yep, a big promoter. Uh, I was just promoting the technology. I was messing with the technology, and I had a lot of homegirls that I knew that were doing exotic dancing, stripping. Uh, they were escorting, and I would try to blend those worlds together. You feel me? Uh, they told me my only crime was having uh, young bitches in the in the videos. So those are my homegirls from high school. They were in the Video. Oh, so they went back and they got you from the early stuff when you was doing, when you was a high school dude yourself. Exactly. You was just really just taping your peers. You wasn't thinking about, oh, I don't yeah. have a release for her. She's not over 18. Yeah, no, I didn't have, I wouldn't even, I didn't have release for anybody. No paperwork like that. So they had an idea you was doing all the other shit, but they chose to just take the most minute shit and just really just say, okay, we gonna get them with this. Oh yeah, they took the, they actually I had a, like 200 counts and they took it from uh one, one tape. It was actually from just one scene where two chicks are hitting each other with a dildo. You feel me? And so each frame, you know, a video is comprised of multiple frames, 40 frames per second, you know. So each frame was considered a count to carry like six months. And so uh, the max was six months on the motherfucker, Damn, but it was so many goddamn counts. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Now the girls don't, they, they ain't anonymous no more. They try to call them the court and shit. Oh, they did all that shit, boy. We so did they it. Their parents just sit up there, probably never knew about the shit. Now they like got exactly. to their parents. Exactly. Why they that's what was getting <laughs> double teamed to kill those and shit. Right, and that's what had everybody uh, making their stories extra. You know what I mean? But uh, you feel me? It was a learning experience, bro. I had to go through that shit. I wouldn't have been. I don't see any other way that I would have came out or got to this point. I'm sure there was some way it could have happened, but I couldn't see it where, you know, um, 
I was able to control and harness, you know, learn about meditation, you know what I mean, get spiritually inclined, uh, gain myself up about the world, just reading a bunch of historical books, all that. I mean, I just really went in depth feeding my brain, you feel me? Because um, you couldn't do anything, right? So I still had that energy coming in me, and I, and I had these walls containing me, so I had to pour it out in a different way, and that was happening. Through you living. made the most of your time. I had to, bro. I had to, man. That energy was still there. So I created programs in there called Minute Change where, you know, we ran through this whole steps. My cousin, uh, uh, my crimey was with me, who's my cousin as well. Uh, some cats from Dina, they were locked up with me. Um, we came together and made this, uh, this program called Minute Change where it was a business program. We taught you marketing. We taught you uh, business uh, entities. And uh, we taught you... Uh, like the basic laws, like employ, employment law, HR law. Mm -hmm. And uh, you come up, you'd write your whole business plan was the final s step in this program, you feel me? And it taught cats how to take they, uh, their, their hustle mentality and convert it into some type of business idea. So everybody had to have a business move that they were gonna pull on the streets, you feel me, with limited resources and all that. And then we comprised that whole thing. And the second part, if they made it to the second stage, we had this program where it was called Mean Jeans, and everybody got handed a business in this fake monopoly community, and you did business. So you learned about how to keep your check, your checkbook balance, ledgers, you know, putting out orders and you know and shit like you that. You put all this together? Oh uh, yeah, with my my crew. You feel me? Uh, but yeah, that's how my mind works. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, it just got to come out some way, and I was just structuring shit to try to give it out to cats, and so that came out. That's how we ended up getting to those rehabilitation homes when uh we get released, man, everything just started being flooded. I said, well, the bread is right here. You know, the government wants to give you money to handle these things they need handled in the community. So uh, I structured a lot of my thoughts and patterns over just trying to get that game out to cats, man. Uh, credit, you know, trying to give cats the game on credit. You feel me? A lot of us just behind time on that education. But if it was fed to us earlier, we'd be more skilled with it. It's not rocket fucking science. Definitely. You know what I mean? Even walls, you put together some crazy stuff. Tell me, you put together even the new means of financial distribution and moving money around when you were locked up, correct? No, that was when I got out. Uh, so while I was locked up, I ended up doing a publishing company. Uh, a lot of cats had these crazy stories. So I was, uh, my girl was going to law school at the time. So we would talk a lot of law, you know, on the phone. We would talk a lot of shit. I'm learning shit. She's going learning shit. So we just sharpening each other up, iron sharpening iron, you know. And uh, I was like, well, you should send me in a contract, a basic contract that gives me uh, they movie re re release rights, they, they TV, movie, this, this, and that, you know. And so these cats would sign these contracts and, and release their rights to me. Uh and I didn't have nothing, They would, I just knew the story, but I'd had them release their rights to me, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Then I stayed, I was like, fuck it. Most of these dudes had handwritten novels and we were going back behind the wall, uh, doing like computer classes, typing and shit. So I'm talking to the teachers and popping to them, like, would it be all right if the guys are in here typing these manuals up, digitizing mm -hmm. these handwritten books, these motherfuckers would handwrite these novels, you feel me? So I'm digitizing all these stories and I got all these books. And then I ended up running into Ben Free, who got a podcast now at The Coin. Ben was an editor for Mattel, white boy. 
And I'm like, uh, he heard about me, pub we published my cousin's book, Pimp Life, you feel me? From the joint, you know what I mean? They had presses and shit. I was in graphics with the presses, so I knew how to do all this shit, which put me in these positions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you gotta really look at the divinity behind shit, you know what I mean, and realize that, you know, you think you bumping your head, but you was meant to bump your head, you mm -hmm. feel me? You just can't be scared to take the, you know, travel, you know what I mean? Cause I feel, I'm like, uh, I know now, I don't even know feel now. You learn that when you get connected with your spirituality, like a nigga wasn't just uh, uh, called, a nigga was chosen, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you had these blockages, like like the Lord could harden the Pharaoh's heart. Mm -hmm. So you telling me he didn't want them to get released. Yeah. They had to go do that, right? Mm -hmm. They had time he wanted them to do. So when he softened their heart, he just released them motherfuckers, yeah, right? Real. So some shit makes more sense now. Why this officer was tripping on me, why this was happening, why I had to go through there or whatever. It's all ordained to happen. Ordained to happen. I had these hoop skills that weren't being translated on the court. But in the joint, them hoop skills, boy, had me getting favor with niggas because they wanted me to hoop or be on their squad or whatever. You feel me? And so uh, all of that shit, man. So you actually wound up publishing, you published your cousin's book, and they wound up actually. Selling units. We've got to, they have a prison catalog called Walking Horse and some other shit like Access, all that. We end up printing up these books back there, getting Walking Horse to accept the order of like 5,000 books. We get cashed out for these books. The cats in the joint is hearing about it. We're sending out mailers. They're buying the books. we sending the books to these niggas in the uh, joint. Uh, you know, I think we, we was clearing some bread, you feel me? And uh, so people are hearing about it and they want us to do the same for their books. So I got, I'm getting the rights for all these books and I end up uh, paroling uh, with these books and I published a gang of little books running, you know, they on Amazon right now, you feel me? Yeah. And uh, just doing that hustling, I saw the power of the penitentiary, reached back in the pen, you know, made my money through convict assistant. Then that, the thing you talking about when LA County Jail had shut down uh, accepting payments from him, payments from inmates' families, there was no way to put money on the books unless they physically went down there to the jail. And a lot of people can't even get to the jail. Yeah, exactly. So I started up a service where, you know, you put payments on me, we take the money down there, put it on their books. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Uh, that shit was killing. That uh, that led to uh, me getting into the trucking business because uh, the money running through those accounts, although I wasn't getting a lot of profit off of it, the gross, you know what I mean? They might put $200 on the dude's account. I'm only getting $10 of that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that uh, I got this bulk running through these accounts, uh, I started getting deals, credit lines, and loans and shit for merchants, merchant accounts. So I passed that game on to cats about running money through your account so that you can, you know, be able to get these loans for equipment and shit. You know what I mean? And then it's up to you to make that equipment make money for you. You know what I mean? So we went and got the box trucks. We were doing the uh, on-track deliveries with the box trucks. When the box trucks would get worn down and beat up, we'd wrap them and turn them into advertisement. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and it just one thing just kept leading to another. And so that energy from way back in the past of uh, being wild and all that shit got focused and honed in in the prison. And now I just, you know, focus that shit in just different directions, man. You know what I mean? You know what's crazy, man. Hey, his story sounds like a damn movie, don't it? There, there, this is uh, this is good inspiration for you know oh, niggas who do uh, you know who go through hard times and go through wrong choices. Like I said, a lot of us do. Um, 
you know, I was fortunate to start writing songs and doing shit and, you know, taking that route. Uh, some dudes go the sports route, you know. Some dudes have that brain to where they can come up with technology and shit like that. So it just goes to show that uh, you, you can't underestimate uh, the book by its cover uh, uh, no, phrase. You, you can't, me? can't count nobody out in. On top of that, man, you got a whole assisted living piece for the um, inmates. I know you want to shout out to the homie Go Mac. Shout out to Go Mac. Yeah. So I know y'all give Go Mac been with me in the beginning. Yeah, man, we uh been doing this thing since like 2015, 2014. Uh, my wife and myself, we started up this uh this nonprofit called Victory Starts Now, uh, and the main focus was, excuse me, give cats um housing when they get out the joint you know what i mean uh because i knew a lot of cats that were going to these sober living spots and these sober living spots were terrible conditions i mean it was dusty holy couches outside that they were sitting on um just rough they were taking their ebt money you know to do the you know so it was just a lot of that type of stuff i was able to find a program uh i forget what that shit was called i think it was the pilot program back then uh with this certain office, and they would give cats vouchers for their room, for their they housing. Mm -hmm. So I would have them cats sign up, get that voucher, and put them in a room, you know what I mean? And they'd pay for those little rooms. At the time, it was only like three bands a month to get one of those little uh, duplexes in, in the hood, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, that shit went up to like seven bands now. But uh, you get one of them little spots, and, and uh, I would just have them cats, you know, functioning in there. But I took it serious, like how I wanted them to run. I wanted them to program. I wanted the staff to wear uniforms, you feel me? Um, my wife's always been compassionate about, you know, uh, the impact of community. Uh, and so, you know, she's always was down there helping, doing every, you know, anything and everything she could, you know, putting her, uh, her expertise in touch to shit, you know what I'm saying? And one day it just, you know, took off where uh, motherfucker got a contract, man, and uh, just blew up. And each contract, we just had to keep raising the bar as to what we had to provide, man. Nurses, clinicians, all that shit, man. And so we give back, giving food to the community, making sure cats got housing, you know, and all that good shit. You know what I mean? AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You also a very creative cat, man. You know, you do some game shows, movies, series. Like, you got some incredible stuff. Like, you guys, you probably, man... I can't really get along with everybody because everybody, I'm a real creative dude. I don't think people know. I got like shows on the internet now. Right. Like I do a lot of shit. My mind is always, cause I, so I understand. You know, yeah, we weird yeah. motherfuckers. We wired right. a little different. Right, right. You know, we wired a little different. Wired so just a little different, yeah. Man. And that's what's so up, man. I understand that, you know, we right here now in the Coin Academy, man. 
this a home. It's an incredible place. When did you build? When did you get this built? Uh, about four years ago. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, twenty. I mean, five now. Shit. Yeah, five years. We on five. And I don't see you do everything here from having incredible. Like, just everything he do is fly. <laughs> like I remember, Appreciate H, you wasn't around. H, you would. Was you here when we first got to deal with Black Effect? You got us a bottle of Ace of Spades. Uh, I was like, tell us about the best champagne I ever had. <laughs> Shout out to Jigga. Yeah, the best champagne I ever had, man. Just incredible things, man. You ever look back on your life and just be like, man, thank you, God. All the time, man. All praise to the most high. You know, uh, it's definitely divine. Uh, and so I already know that I have to keep doing the bigger purpose of things. You know, it ain't, it ain't never about the bread for me, you know, that's just like a, a byproduct of shit, you know? Mm. Um, or, you know, sometimes it's a, a, a little, a little yardstick, let you know how you, how you progressing or what have you, you know what I mean? Uh, but it ain't never about that, man. It's about really, I feel, I really don't even feel accomplished. You know what I'm talking about? Like I got it. There's so much that we got to do for me to feel like we really got some, a, a win or something, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we got a building, you know, we got some shows, you know what I mean, that we working on, but we need the contract, you know what I mean? And that's where the money comes in. It's a measuring stick. Like, okay, yeah, this th this program is now funded doing it this, or, you know, we got this sponsorship or what have you. So, you know, we still got work to do, connecting the dots, connecting with the right people, you know. Um, it's just never, it just never feels done, man. And, again, this is about reaching out to those young, those young souls, alternate ego us trying to get to them as quick as we can to as many as we can you feel me so we could direct the energy because we really uh as a people uh are impacted differently too like i was saying about those laws early on you know they still affect us differently than uh, every other segment in the in the goddamn population yeah these old draconian laws man they got out here man it's just it's real ill man and you you would wonder how like i was looking at uh watch the stuff about the presidential race and I was really thinking, I said, man, don't none of them motherfuckers give a fuck about us. Mm -hmm. Not near one of them. Mm -hmm. It's hard, bro. The history of us is cargo, man. Created cargo. It's hard for a motherfucker to uh, look at you as something different when they've been, tr when they great, great dad and daddies and everybody else been trained to think of you a certain way. You feel me? And you have no other country. You feel me? Um, Mexican come over here. He got Mexico. As his home base, that's still always gonna give pride and. Uh, yeah, he knows his heritage. He knows his lineage. We don't know ours. It ain't even about lineage. It's just about the political power that a motherfucker has right now. You know, uh, that motherfucker can have somebody speak on their behalf or, you know, talk on their behalf. You feel me? It, you can't run back nowhere. You know what I'm saying? You can't say, oh, "I'm done with this motherfucker. I'm gone." I mean, we actually do. They told us we could come back to Libya and Ghana. They told us to come home. Would you really want to go back to fucking Liberia or some fucking where? That's what we got to get out this mindset. We ain't programmed us to be scared of it. You feel me? That's the whole point of what I'm trying to say. We gotta, uh, we gotta change the way we look at it so that we can make it have a different impact. Cause otherwise, you just sitting here. The tax laws, you know, they got tax laws for every single country. You got a treaty, a tax treaty. You know what I mean? Uh or a reason, a grant or something, they give a certain population of people because they feel they impacted them a certain way. Indians could get, the Native Americans would get a portion land. Not saying that's a good 
they did something great for him, but they will give him land. We don't get nothing. I'm talking about a, a, a who do we blow up? Japanese come over here. They get certain Chinese. They get certain. Uh, Why do you think this? We ain't getting nothing. Cause nigga, they just they think you cargo. You ain't. That's what I'm trying to say. We ain't got no country to represent us. No political power, otherwhere that represents you as a black man. Basically, they are the only motherfucking political power that makes any notion or reference for us. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. That shit's crazy. And so they didn't come over here and write the Bill of Rights for us. They were talking about us like cargo from the beginning. You dig what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So motherfuckers was trying to write us out of this motherfucker like we weren't human. You know what I'm talking about? It was actually the Constitution with three-fifths of a man. You did? Now you feel what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So it was actually written in there. And so it's hard to get them to see past all that. And these laws are still created like that. And these motherfuckers still move as a byproduct of all that. And then you got their kids that the ones, even if they not racist, they if they game goofy to it, they just, you know, they just as bad. To it. Yeah, exactly. They you feel me? Real oblivious to it, man. So if we the one cats that finally get it or woke up to it and get the bag or get the energy to do something, you feel me? Gotta be able to use it to reach back, you know what I mean, and create these platforms, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To let cats catch them early, man. You know what I mean? There's some cats that's too wild. And they asses ain't gonna ain't gonna calm down. It ain't in their energy. It ain't in their nature. It ain't even in their uh. It's not part of their path to calm down. Mm -hmm. But some cats could actually be diverted. You feel me? Their energy could be swerved. You feel me? And and there's laws that's written that won't even let you swerve them out the situation. They got laws for everybody else that swerve. They're like, oh, you know what? You you know we think we can divert you and do this differently. Yeah, Instead of you going to jail, we'll divert you. But it comes mm -hmm. to this skin color, it don't ain't too much diversion going on unless you got a mental health problem. Yeah, that's real. Let me ask you this, bro. You got a whole bunch of stuff going on, man. How can people get at you, man? Because I'm pretty sure some people out there inspired by your story, man, that may want to at you. Well, you can always hit the best way to get at me, man, is on right now at this moment is on Instagram, the boy Macca, T-H-E-B-O-Y-M-A-C-A. DM me, I holler at all my peoples, you feel me? You ain't on no weird shit, I'll talk back, you feel me? Yeah, incredible dude, man. Well, it's been a long time coming, man. I appreciate you sitting down with us, bro. Thank you, man, for having me. Show some sure. Appreciate sure, you, man. man. Oh, show. Sure. Righteous one. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that real. <laughs> appreciate you, A. Right there, man. Um, you know, uh, I always promote eight shits more than he do. Eight has an album out right now, Lessons too. Yeah, man. Lessons part two. Make sure you go download, stream that motherfucker. Follow us at the Gangster Chronicles podcast. Follow MC8 at 808808. There you do. 8808. Y'all know what it is, man. Get at us. Y'all been doing this. Man, and and go, like and go follow Micah's ass. Y'all heard him, the boy Micah. Nah, man. Y'all go and get tap into this Friday Night Fades. You know. Oh, yeah, you Friday Night you, Fades. You think you got hands. You come on and tap in with me. Give me your weight. And uh, we're going to match you up. And the winner of that, we uh, set up with an NIL marketing deal. They'd be worth like 250 to $500 for that week. So, you know, you knock a cat out, you can win a marketing deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of y'all talk like y'all got hands, but you really don't have hands. You feel me? A lot of y'all swear you could fight, but you really don't know how to fight. You know what I mean? And if you want to prove that you can fight or you think you really want to test that metal out, you come to Friday Night Fades 
and come catch a good old fade. You know what I'm talking about? That includes podcasters, uh, whoever the fuck. You, you, get, you getting in there? Man, I don't. <laughs> we, we, we quick stay on that song. I only exercise one muscle less than my strap, fam. <laughs> I uh, think. Uh, I'm leading the boxing to the boxers. I think yeah. they got a belt. They going, uh, the boy 600 is supposed to be fading DW Flame. You feel me? Uh, they both some big boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, some youngsters too. I know I know Flame is. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going to be on the influencer card uh, coming up. In, oh, you got an influencer card coming? Yeah, we got an influencer card coming. We want to stack it up, though, before. We were going to drop it. Uh, I think we was going to do it in March. Mm. But I want, I want it to be a more heavyweighted thing. And I got uh, confirmed that I might be able to pull off something where I have some pro fighters going to exhibition fight against each other. It won't go on their record. But they'll be able to uh, box it out. You know what I mean? And uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, they'll have to have headgear on and all that for me to get it sanctioned right. You know what I mean? Man, you know that I would love to see a few of these podcasts scrap, man. But I know them motherfuckers can't do nothing but run their mouth. They can't fight. So if you want, you could get trained up. Come to the F and F fight camp and get trained up so you get your hands up. You know, I need probably like a good three months with you though to get you right. If you're an athlete, nine times out of ten we could get your hands right. You know what I mean? If you're not an athlete, it might just take you longer because your coordination and footwork gonna have to be down. Every this dudes that get knocked the fuck out. Oh yeah, I've seen For sure. motherfuckers get knocked out. Anybody can get knocked on, the fuck on out. That note, you know what? Friday night phase. Go watch it because y'all got a YouTube channel. Yeah, man. Tap in on YouTube. Subscribe. Friday night phase, man. You know, check us out. Friday night phase coming to a TV near you. Season two on Triller, baby. Well, that concludes another episode of the Gangsta Chronicles podcast. Be sure to download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangsta Chronicles podcast. For Apple users, find a purple mic on the front of your screen, subscribe to the show, leave a comment, and rating. Executive producers for the Gangsta Chronicles podcast are Norman Steele, Aaron MCA Tyler. Our visual media director is Brian Wyatt, and our audio editor is Taylor Hayes. The Gangsta Chronicles is a production of iHeart Media Network and the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.